We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Thursday, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to this live edition of Outside the Trenches, presented by our good friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. The premium matchup of the playoff weekend can't come soon enough. Chiefs and Bills from Arrowhead Stadium Sunday night at 5.30 Central Time. The rematch of the Week 5 game and also last year's AFC title game. We'll break down the latest news and some of the drama surrounding this week's game, plus much more random stuff, because if you listen to our show, you already know this is going to go all over the place. One BJ Kissel spent six years as the Chiefs team insider and was fortunate enough to be on the sideline for the Super Bowl win down in Miami a few years ago and now doing some work here with KC Sports Network. And I'm joined by my guys, Nick Leckie, six-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints in 09, and a former K-State All-American. We're also joined by Tucker Franklin, our podcast producer and Chiefs Media's number one TikTok influencer. Guys, tell me something good. Tell me something good. <laughs> Nick, tell me something good. You know, um, it's it's Thursday. It's your last uh, year of your 30s. Happy mm. birthday to that. So yes. I think that that's Thank what's you. good. You know, that's what's good. They survived the Steelers, and now we're on to the Bills. So this would be a great, a great showdown. We've eliminated the um, – we've trimmed the fat from playoffs, and, you know, yep. we've reached max playoff teams, and this is – it's all good now. It's like, okay, this is rivalry. This is iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna play good teams at this point. Play beat a good team. You got to play well, and if you play well, you get a chance to go win something special. Tucker, tell me something good. Well, you know, I, I always like it when when my girlfriend Tara asks me every week. She'll say, "Is this team good? We're about to play." And I and I tell her this week, I'm like, "There's no more bad teams. We don't get to play any more bad teams. It's a playoff, so um, we don't get to play any more bad teams." But what's good is I have organized this. I don't know if you've checked the comment section, BJ. There's a bunch of people bombarding you with happy birthday wishes um so yes, happy yes. birthday thank um, you very I mean, much yes Chiefs king so, and the everyone king is the king yeah. i don't know about that but uh it is a weird <laughs> point i'm 39 i it, at some point when i hit 30 i think i stopped celebrating birthdays like <laughs> i get to pick what i eat and i get to maybe pick what we watch on television later <laughs> if we have time to <laughs> hang out so uh that's about it i get a lot of hugs from my kids so that's pretty good but uh yeah it's been good so far Got to go to Jalapenos for lunch, a little Mexican. Uh, so, yeah, Ooh, favorite. What'd you favorite get? Spot. Love that spot. Uh, same thing I get when I was like 11, uh, just like a beef beef burrito, top of queso. <laughs> oh, I thought you said a I'm, bean burrito. <laughs> I was like, no, it's beef. Idea. No bean, just literally just beef, a tortilla, and queso sauce on top. Like, literally the most basic thing you could possibly yeah. have. So, anyway, no one cares about that. And what they care about, is the Chiefs and Bills, and we're going to break that all down. But before we do, quick shout out to Jack Stack Barbecue, and for anyone that gets into case, uh, excuse me, Casey Restaurant Week, that is going on right now. And right now, you can enjoy a fifteen dollar lunch menu at Jack Stack for one, or the thirty five dollar dinner menu for two. 
And that is going through January 23rd. You can get all the good stuff at Jack Stack Barbecue or ships around the country at orderjackstack.com. So, and we appreciate all of you out there for watching, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, or whether you're listening after the fact on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your shows. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us, guys. Let's get to the front of the queue. First thing, quick injury update. Uh, Daryl Williams and Rashad Fenton did not practice again today for the second day in a row. So something to keep in mind or just to kind of have an eye on, especially tomorrow afternoon. Generally, guys who don't practice throughout the week and definitely don't get any work on Friday, don't end up playing, um, has been kind of the, the consistent case throughout uh, Andy Reid's tenure. But guys, let's get to, to the main storyline. And, and I don't want to – it's kind of the same thing that we said with the Steelers last week is – the, the narratives out there, are you taking the Steelers lightly and all these things? And I jokingly said, like, I don't have to play the Steelers, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Same point with, right here is, is this the AFC championship? Is the winner of this game going to the Super Bowl? Does the Titans-Bengals game matter for whoever comes out victorious Chiefs-Bills mm-hmm. on Sunday night? Tucker, let's mm-hmm. go with you because I saw your eyes. Is this the AFC title game? I think so. I think these are two the be- the two best teams in the AFC. If, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year that this was going to be a divisional game, I was like, "Oh, how far did Buffalo fall?" Um, basically, is is what I, how I would have phrased it. But I think these team two teams meeting up in, in the divisional round maybe not be might not be great for the AFC as a whole and the NFL as a whole because you want the best competition in the conference happening in that championship round. Uh, but it, yeah. but it is a really good a really good contest, and and I'm really excited for it. It's one of those games where. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. And if you want to to have a more in-depth X's and O's breakdown, I mean, the Casey lab did a phenomenal job breaking down the X's and O's. So that is just, there's a lot going on there, but I, I think these, these two teams are very well coached, very buttoned up. And this is the biggest game for both of these two teams in, in a long time. Yeah. yeah. You know, Nick, do you agree? I mean, yeah. Well, I, I think to me, it's like, I, I would have thought the Titans would have fallen off so bad after they lost mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And they did not, you know, they really, they, they kind of thrived. They, they, they really did. And they, they maintained that number one seed and now they get them back and they get the King back and you got a complete offense. It's just, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't know how far Tannehill can take them. Right. right? I mean, obviously Derek Henry, you could, you could ride Derek Henry all day. It'd be good, but does Tannehill have what it takes? You know, it's just one of those things you have to, you have to figure it out. Um, and then I think, I think that um, Joe Burrow, We'll see if he's one trick pony with Jamar Chase. You know, we'll see what what you know T Higgins can do, uh, what Uzama can do uh, in their defense. You know, so um, is this the the top two teams? Yes, but can those other are those other teams three and four? Yes, are they close? Yeah, yeah. especially mm-hmm. come playoff time. Look at the coaching factor. I think Vrabel is a hell of a coach, yeah. but yeah, I do think Mike Vrabel should win Coach of the Year. I just when losing Derrick Henry and the roster, everything that they have, and that defense playing really, really well uh, at different points throughout the season. So I, I think you have to give it to them. But at the same time, while knowing and respecting that if you don't play well against the Titans, they could absolutely beat you. It's just different for me, and I'm not ever going to be worried about a team that doesn't have a Josh Allen or honestly like a Joe Burrow. Not that I'm worried, but I just don't feel like Tannehill can put up the same kind of points when you get to the playoff. I just expect everyone to play well. And when the Chiefs are playing their absolute best, they're going to put up more points than a good Derrick Henry game can. We've seen Derrick Henry have a really good game in the playoffs against the Chiefs, and it still wasn't enough. So they have to be able to put up points. I just don't think at their best, with everybody playing the best, I think the Bengals and then obviously the Bills um, are the two best teams that can do that, that can go 
pound for pound or you know shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs if they're on the top of their game as well. I don't think I think we should mention too. AJ Brown has been really good for the Titans since he came back. I know Craig Craig likes to mention when Derrick Henry was gone, AJ Brown was also gone for a lot of that. And ever since he came back, he's been kind of the main point of that offense. Um, I think he got food poisoning with Chipotle and said he's never going to eat Chipotle again, which sucks what? for him because I love Chipotle. Um, yeah, no, I could never give up Chipotle if they gave me food poisoning once, which they probably have. Um, but I just think that AJ Brown is a big part of that. You can't forget about him. You know, I'm not very big on Ryan Tannehill. But A.J. Brown kind of writes a lot of those wrongs. Yeah. And he's Tannehill's the right quarterback, the play action passing yeah. and all those mm-hmm. things that you see with like he's accurate. He's athletic. He makes good decisions. I don't think he's the most accurate quarterback in the world, but you've got right. nine yards of separation because everybody's worried about <laughs> Derrick Henry. You don't have to throw in tight windows uh, in the same way we've seen from some of the other guys. And if you're not the most accurate quarterback in the world, but you've got beasts like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and both those guys to their credit are known for being physical guys that they don't worry if somebody's draped all over them on a not terribly accurate pass, they can physically go up and make that play. So let's move on to the next segment. And it Tucker, we were talking about this before we started recording and that, you know, both these teams are looking a little different than that week five matchup. Last time we played, obviously for the chiefs, it was in the middle of that funk uh, that they had those weird turnovers. And there were guys obviously on the defensive side that weren't playing for the chiefs. Melvin Ingram wasn't on the team yet. Chris Jones, Willie Gay, Charvarius Ward, those guys did not play. So it's hard to put a lot of stock into how the Chiefs performed defensively going up against them. Tucker, you mentioned Nick Bolton not necessarily playing right. his best position in that game because of what they were dealing with. Daniel Sorens and some of these other guys getting more snaps. But on the Bills side, they had Tredavious White. Now they don't have Tredavious White, who was injured uh, going into this game, who's always, anytime the Chiefs and Bills play, particularly for a playoff game, his name's going to get mentioned because Tredavious White was picked with the number 27 pick that the Bills got when they traded back with the Chiefs when the Chiefs went up to get Patrick Mahomes. So uh, for them, it's actually worked out as well as it could have in that you still got an all-pro, pro bowl type player, um, <laughs> which is a lot better than it could have been considering who you missed out on. Uh, right. But they like Josh Allen. But guys, how how much stock do you put, Nick? How much stock do you put into the first matchup knowing that the rosters are different it's playoffs, and that was so long ago. What do you take I mean, from that game? I, I would, if, if I was a player, or if I was a coach, <clears throat> I'd watch it, but wouldn't emphasize it. And you know, honestly, I might not even watch it just because it's such a different game. I mean, it, it's such a different. I mean, if if you're the Bills' offense, you're not watching that game. That game has no bearing on you whatsoever. That's a completely yep. different defense that you're seeing right now. Um, totally different vibe. Totally different play style. Uh, you know what they're doing, who's performing. You're like, no, we're not going to watch that. That's an anomaly. That's might as well be 2020 film. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, this is a new look team and this, this chiefs team is peaking at the right time. I mean, I had a kind of a, I think I had a tweet thread going on. I can't remember a few days ago about like, frankly, Melvin Ingram wasn't on this team on this defense. So I don't want to hear anything about this matchup <laughs> about the week five. So this team's completely different since Melvin Ingram landed, landed on this team for a, a sixth round pick and that wild wow. sixth round pick for that guy. Uh, he's been really, really an anchor on this defense. And I'd like to see him in Kansas city for a couple more years. I know that that kind of is a conversation going on now with the season kind of winding down. If, okay. Do you extend this guy? Cause if Frank Clark goes, I mean, you're looking at a big conversation of having to find two defensive ends, probably even three defensive ends. And if you can uh, 
you know, Ingram uh, limit that story a little bit. But yeah, as you mentioned, BJ, Nick Bolton was playing out of position. Legereus Sneed didn't have a great start to that game. I think there was a lot of pass interference calls. So a lot of different variables go into that. Yeah. And anybody, you talk about what the Bills have, Stephon Diggs, one of the best route runners. I mean, they, these guys have weapons. But when you talk about the Bills offense, especially what we saw and them said it like this fourth time I've used this phrase now, like exercising the demons against the Patriots and just kind of letting 15 years of frustration out in that game. But Josh Allen's ability to run the football. And I know it's almost cliche at this point because it's so unique for him. And that maybe during the regular season, you can have those conversations of not wanting to put your quarterback in harm's way and not wanting to get a bunch of extra hits. Well, now you're three wins away from achieving everything. You do whatever you can. So question Nick Tucker for you guys is just is this a kind of like we talk about like Nick Bolton when we went up against you know Tennessee like this is a Nick Bolton or a Willie Gay spy Josh Allen type thing and I know you can't simplify your defense to make it just okay Willie you've got Josh Allen the entire like you can't do that kind of thing but how much can you try to put a spy on a quarterback in this kind of situation not knowing that he can absolutely tear you apart with his arm because of the arm strength just what kind of challenge does that present and what can you do with your two young linebackers to try to mitigate um, what they do so well with him running the football? You know, I, I think that you have to on every play. Like I think if you got four D linemen, you got to save a nose guard to, to, to spy on him or other play. You're going to have a, uh, have a linebacker. I even, you know, the NFL is a copycat league and, and I really liked the, mm-hmm. the delayed blitzes that Baltimore did to Kansas city where, you know, where they said yep. Mahomes makes most of his plays when he's out of pocket. And if, you know, you got a rush coming and Mahomes steps up and tries to scramble the pocket, they had someone there to stop him, you know, a nickel, uh, a nickel playing that position. I think you do the same thing, Josh Allen. You have to respect, you have to respect his speed because he'll burn you with it. And, and if you can take that element out of his game away, I mean, you're going to limit their production. Yeah. Yeah. And if they, they try any of those, you know, option reads or he's like carrying out the fake, Frank Clark's going to hit him. <laughs> like I thought he had the ball. Uh-huh. Like in the playoffs, like you, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. And that's different discussion for a different time of those running quarterbacks and how much leeway do they get uh, in carrying out fakes and doing things like that. But this is absolutely one of those games. If Josh Allen is going to give you a chance to hit him, you got to hit him. Like if they're going to take the yeah. risk and put him out there and, and run the football with him, you got to make him like treat him like a running back, get up there and hit him and maybe take away some of those plays or at least have him second guess trying to get after some of that stuff. Sorry, Tucker, what was your, your thoughts on slowing down Josh Allen in that running game? No, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Spagnuolo does because he likes to blitz guys like this. But if you don't get home on the blitz, you're not going to have anybody to tackle him. You're going to rely on safeties and, and corners to end up tackling Josh Allen, who has hurdled safeties and corners when they try to tackle him. Um, so I think that it's going to be interesting to see how aggressive Spagnuolo is because you do kind of want to make him uncomfortable when you see you make him uncomfortable. The Bucks did a really good job of making Josh Allen uncomfortable and he had to make some throws that he wasn't hundred percent sure of, and he didn't play very good against, against the Bucks. So I, I think that it's going to kind of be like that, but I want to see this chief's front four get after him. And I want to see them get home with their front four pressure. And I think that's going to really be the best is if you have that front four pressure and a guy who's spying and I think that that kind of will throw them off. I'm sure they'll get mixed coverages and they'll do slot drop cover too, or 
uh, whatever Craig likes to call it, but they'll do something to kind of disguise it, disguise coverages, confuse them a little bit um, and, and see if they can force some turnovers. Cause I think that's going to be <laughs> the biggest thing in this game is who, what defense can force turnovers and give their offense more chances to score. And I think that's going to kind of come down to that. So it's about not turning the ball over and getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. <laughs> Like, we do this every, everybody does it every game like yeah. it's every football game it's a simple yeah. game take care of the football hit the other guy who has the ball in his hands all the time make him uncomfortable but uh yeah i for me we talk about the leadership the veteran stuff i if the chiefs get an early lead i'd be curious to see how the bills respond to that not that they don't have veterans on that side but the chiefs have a lot of guys that have played in some really really big football games and you see that kind of maturation or that just maturity you go back two years ago, the Texans game. You can't come back and win a game being down 21 nothing early and not having like leadership or all those things that you have. And I know that was two years ago, but even the Broncos game a couple weeks ago where they had the slow start, they don't need a fast start. They don't have to necessarily play well right out of the gate for them to be able to turn it around. And for a team like the Bills that hasn't shown that they can go win a big game like this, how do they react in a situation if things start to not go their way early on, especially when they're on the road? How does Josh Allen react to that? What kind of impact does Chiefs Kingdom make? And what does Arrowhead Stadium do in that moment? So that's all the exciting stuff. The other thing, and talking about Patrick Mahomes, the Bills defense, I know this this was out there. I think I saw the stat that like last 144 plays that the Chiefs uh, offense has faced the Bills. The Bills had only blitzed nine times. And so a lot of their pressure, if they can get pressure with four, they don't see the point in sending the extra guy anyone who's listening should know that Patrick Mahomes has by far and away been the best quarterback against the blitz in the NFL for like three years running. That's why teams don't really blitz him. You see that cover too. You put a lot of guys deep and make him stay patient. You get pressure with four and you drop a lot of guys in coverage. Can we be patient enough to move the ball methodically down the field and score? And that's the storyline of this game is how patient can the chiefs offense be if they're not blitzing and if they're not getting those, you know, few, a few guys in coverage to, to kind of find those open zones. Yeah, I think that, that that's going to be it's going to be a defensive game that's that'll be one I think on the defensive side of the ball. I know a lot of people are going to talk about this offense, these offenses, but I think the defense is giving their offense this chance going to be kind of the biggest thing, and whoever defense can hold up the best is going to be the winner. I, I think I mean healthy Ceh and healthy McKinnon. I think you got a, a dual threat coming out. I mean, I don't see Williams. You know, like like you said, BJ. I mean, if he <clears throat> he's got to practice tomorrow, he's got to be available tomorrow to be included yeah. in that game plan. And the way he looked, he did not look confident versus Pittsburgh. You could tell that toe was hurting him, and that's that'll fetch as a running back. You know, if you're not if you're worried about your toe, no, you should not play. You know, if you're that hurt, you know, you you can't gut it through in the playoffs. And especially when you got two guys who are capable to step up too, and guys who have shown, you know, guys who have matured this season. You know, I love McKinnon. I love Ceh. I think they've taken some big leaps, and I think that's how you battle this Buffalo defense is, you know, versus week five. They have a credible run threat now. They've, they've figured out their offensive line now, and I think that's really cool. Like, I, I saw some moves from McKinnon that he looks like uh, Le'Veon Bell did with the Steelers. Like, he had hmm. some patience back there, and he knows he can trust his big boys up front to take care of them and to mash their men, and he'll find that hole. And he's also got that downhill ability. There's always going to be those guys that kind of – I don't want to say come out of nowhere because we know who Jet McKinnon is, but those guys that somebody else is going to be open. If the Bills just use their entire game plan to try to slow down Travis or try to slow down Tyreek, is it Byron Pringle, who we've seen have some big moments for some big games? Is it 
Josh Gordon make a couple of catches that we've been waiting to see him make those big third down catches that we've been talking about on this show. Uh, is it Demarcus Robinson? Is it Jet McKinnon again stepping up making those? Who's the guy who's going to step up and make a play outside of Kelsey and Hill who are going to get there? As we saw it, I think they had 290 yards combined last year in the AFC title game and just absolutely tore the Bills apart, who again aren't going to have Tredavious White. So how are they going to combat not being able to necessarily line up and just beat guys one on one? They got to try to confuse Patrick Mahomes without blitzing him and making you know the decisions easy for you know, just the mental acuity he plays with that position. So uh, really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Don't forget, Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. It's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service, and the fastest turn times in the industry. That is Fairway Independent Mortgage. Again, we appreciate everybody who's listening to this episode of Outside the Trenches. We are coming to you live and we are presented by our good friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. Please hit that follow, subscribe um, buttons, and please give us a rating or a review if you like all of this. And what are you guys doing? What is what is all this motion, Tucker? Punch I was pointing at the Jack Stack logo. Oh. Okay. Right there. Tucker, it is... Your section. It is your yes. time for Tucker's Crown Prime Beef of the Week. This is where Tucker Franklin tells us what's annoying him on social <laughs> media. And there has been no shortage. There may even be multiple segments inside cool. of this one segment where you tell us what's bothering you on social media, Tucker. Let us have it. Well, right now it's my internet. My internet connection is being a real pain in my butt right now. Um, <laughs> that that's gonna be in a big beef. Uh, this is like a tasty Kansas City week, man. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. Bills fans talking smack. Chiefs fans talking smack. Uh, we got people making fun of babies on the Bills side of the things. We got people making fun of brothers. We got. And then we got people making fun of parents. Um, so it all kind of comes <laughs> full circle uh, when it comes to that. Uh, our good friend Soli um, has found oh, Josh man. Allen's parents' TikTok, and oh, it is a God. treat. Um, so Bills fans want to point fingers, but they got to realize they got four pointing back at them. So yeah, there you go. Mm. That's a big is there anything girl. more lame than a bunch of people that have never met that will never meet in public, <laughs> just like talking trash on people that they don't actually know. It's a bizarre concept. That is lame. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't make any sense to me. And that goes to Chiefs fans talking trash too. Like I just did. What I've been talking mad trash on TikTok. I've been doing some anti-Bills TikToks. If you go to my Twitter, oh. um, got some anti-Bills ones. One uh one's a pro Patrick Mahomes. I guess you can frame it that way. Maybe the maybe I should frame them as pro Chiefs TikToks, not anti-Bills. That's a better way. I like that reframe. Mm -hmm. There you That's go. Good reframe. Pro Chief yeah, Pro right. Chiefs TikToks. That's what you're gonna find on my channel. On my no, not, they don't call it. Twitter accounts channels on my Twitter account. All right. There What's annoyed? Is anything annoyed you, Nick, on social media? You don't get annoyed very easy, easily. I don't no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. No, I don't. No, no there's nothing. I, I, I'll scroll through it every now and again. Um, I like the search function. I'll make it all the way to the comedy section. It's like dated. And, and I don't know. I wish there was more information on Twitter. I don't like searching. I just like to stream it at me. Uh, but I like the trending stuff. <clears throat> Watch the games, take notes, and then that's I don't really. I don't get into much. Yeah. I don't Twitter, you know, just kind of scroll all. through and pick up news and see what's going on. Cause it, yeah. it's pretty easy. Everybody pretty much talks about the same kind of stuff. <laughs> it's recycled. Every yeah, week, it's, every everybody week gets recycled. the opinion on the same things. Yeah. Well, 
speaking of news, the Chiefs uh, just signed a futures contract with David Arnett before we hopped on this podcast. So uh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast, and everybody's <laughs> got some takes on that. But it is a futures deal. There is absolutely no risk to this. You know, futures deals for any player who wasn't officially on any other roster that after a certain date can sign to basically be like on the practice squad for the offseason to come in and train and report for phase one in April. These guys were not on a roster at the end of the NFL season or they were on a practice squad, which isn't the active roster. Once the regular season's done for those teams, they become um, free agents per se. They can sign these reserve futures deals. So the Chiefs have done this. They do it every year. Uh, and they've had some guys that have come in and you know Spencer Ware is a big example. He was one of the guys that signed that futures deal uh, before he got his opportunity, took advantage of it and then signed. So uh, that's was what Damon DeAndre Arnett, Baker? former. Yes. DeAndre Baker yeah. was in the same boat, I believe. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of, like, it's pretty, all the same names that you would see with guys who are on practice squads. It's basically mm-hmm. just signing to a practice squad in the off season is a reserve futures deal. I believe. Hey, question. What's up? Do um do practice squad players still not get playoff checks? It's a great question. I, didn't I don't know anything about that. I remember they would have thinking, to. Yeah, they're not getting it for free, and they are there, so they have to be getting something. I don't. Well, know I remember in New Orleans, we always pulled our money together and like to pay them to like pay all the practice squad guys. Oh wow! Because oh, in the playoffs, yeah. everyone gets one check. Everyone gets the same check. Yeah, Whether you're the you know Mahomes or the 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 fifty third man on the roster. Interesting. interesting yeah it's like it used to be like 18 18 and like 28 and then 50 These or 80 questions for herbie teope or matt Derrick. <laughs> yeah. i guarantee both those guys probably know the answer to that question mm-hmm. sam mcdowell would probably yeah. know the answer to that question well tucker do you have any other beefs of the week to wrap up this crown prime beef of the week also known as the best meat in kansas this could mean. I don't think so. I just think that this week, more than any other weeks, the fans have really been going at each other from both teams on social media. Um, just I, the Bills fans have this, this sort of genesee qua swagger about them. Um, but and the Chiefs fans are just like, oh, meh, we're here again. So uh, it's one of those weeks. We took it all, we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I like that. Uh, Bill's Mafia breaking tables in uh, at Arrowhead. They will be. Yeah. They'll be there. And to Tucker's point, a lot of talk about Jackson Mahomes, a lot of talk about Sterling Mahomes. It's just yeah, what? wild. Who are wild. these people? I know, I know a few Bills fans, and they're good people. So that's yeah. all. Like they're fine. Yeah. There's always some in every fan base, and that includes Chiefs Kingdom. 
unfortunately. So let's move on to the final segment here. And that is blind mill. Mr. Nick Leckie's favorite segment. And let's get into this, Nick, let's just have you go first. And again, anyone who's listening blind mill, we each bring a different segment, different topic. We don't know what each other are bringing talk about it here to finish out the show and if anybody has questions we are following along with the comments i appreciate all the birthday wishes um <laughs> even though i'm getting older and it's not a great thing i have one year left before i turn 40 so i'm going to enjoy the next year and i absolutely want zero birthday wishes next year uh, but before we get into that nick what is your blind nail segment that we can all discuss you're old enough to be tucker's father bj i love it i just absolutely love it <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> As I twist the dagger, as I twist Drink, the dagger, cherry, blade, lemonade, bang. <laughs> yes, he just chugged. If you're not watching, he just chugged his cherry lemonade bang right there. Mm, All right, one. blind nil. It's weird. I have a football related one. This is so bizarre, and it's like actually like relevant. Okay, so if if you're the um, if you're Ben and me, if you're Reed, and you have to start one running back, who who are you starting? Based off, I mean, McKinnon played played amazing last week. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was doing his thing when he was, you know, healthy. Um, who who are you starting? Williams is, you know, who knows? I give McKinnon the ball. I give you, McKinnon you, the ball. You give him the start? Yep. What if CEH was full full go? What if he's full full speed, full health? They're both going to play. So it's not like oh, in, we're talking yeah. about a Chiefs running back with Andy Reid as the head coach. We're not talking about who's going to get 30 carries in this game. It like, doesn't really matter who starts. Yeah. Who's going to get the most touches? I'd give the most touches to McKinnon. He's the hot hand right now, and you have mm-hmm. – like that's just kind of an obvious thing. And I think everybody in the locker room would be okay with that. Now, does that mean that everybody in that room would not be confident if it was CEH? I would seriously doubt that, but I would be surprised if they didn't give McKinnon as many touches as anyone else is getting right now. Like that's just kind of what you do in these situations. And we're not talking about a rookie who had a decent game. We're talking about a veteran who's had success in the NFL has been banged up, but when he's been healthy has shown to be an impact player and then showed it last week. And I would just keep writing that hand, uh, especially with some of the the plays and some of the designs of things that require more of an explosive shiftier guy that is McKinnon. Like that's more of his style of play than CH between the tackles. He's going to give you, when you think you're going to get three yards, he's going to give you seven. Uh, but when McKinnon mm-hmm. thinks he might get three, he's going to turn it into 15. And that's where I think the Chiefs offense had been missing in the running game was just the ability to pick up some chunk plays. Not necessarily like 70, 80 yards, but just give us a little something uh, with some burst. And we've seen that with McKinnon. Yeah, I'm right there with you with Jarek McKinnon. BJ, I think you and I have been very big proponents of of Jarek McKinnon from training camp. I mean, I, I really wanted to see that guy do well. I liked him with the Vikings and 49ers. He had that ACL injury and then re-entered it again. So it really kept him out for two years. So seeing him kind of ease back into the game has is, is been big. And I think that he's been playing really well. He's a small guy that lays the wood. And that's what everyone loves to see is those those small guys that, that'll truck you into the end zone and take you with you. But I do think that, that probably Clyde will start just because, yeah. I don't know, I just think that the comfort thing. But I do think that, that Jarek will get more touches. And and I think that that's kind of going to be the the trend here. And, and the, the, the fact that Jarek McKinnon can catch the ball as well as he does out of the back of the out of the backfield on those shoot routes and stuff like that with Darrell Williams being hurt, I don't think you make Darrell Williams push it. I think if you're saying, hey, if, if you're not feeling comfortable, I mean, he's a running back who's got to do a lot of cuts, who's got to do a lot of planting. A toe's a tough injury there, especially if it's his big toe. Um, that's a tough one. Patrick Mahomes kind of struggled with that as well. 
with the toe injury last year. So I think that if you can kind of give Daryl that time off, that that rest that he really need with these toe injuries, these these foot, these ankle injuries, I think that's good. And if Jerick McKinnon can do that serviceably, which he's shown he can, I don't see why he shouldn't get more touches than than you know anyone else in that backfield. And I think Derek Gore, Derek Gore's been playing really well, but he's kind of like <laughs> the odd man out. You know, that's the thing is that like you're looking at this roster, they've got five running backs if you count Michael Burton. They're not going to keep five guys active. So I think Daryl Williams might be a guy that they make inactive just because Derek Gore can contribute on special teams. So uh, we might see that happen as well. And same thing with Michael Burton. So I think that that's going to be uh, kind of interesting to see how, how they deal with all that when it comes to inactives. And now Rashad Fenton was a healthy scratch with a back injury. Someone asked in the comments uh, I saw over there what Fenton's status was. Still hasn't practiced. So uh, he's got that back injury. Hasn't practiced up until uh, today. Today's Thursday. So Friday, tomorrow is going to be a big day to see if he can go. If he's limited, I'll feel a little bit better, but not much. But we'll see how that all shakes back, out. Say back injury? Back, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody tough. told me once, you never used to have a back injury. <laughs> that's a fair that point. Was, that's how it was described with Don Tari Poe when he got injured. Somebody told me, like, you never used to have a back injury as a big guy. It was more yeah. to a big yeah. guy, but that was before he was going to get paid, and that was during that whole time, but. All right, let's move. Everybody, Nick, have you had a chance to speak on your blind nail segment? No, I mean, I, I think you guys, I think you guys nailed it with both of them. Where I think, I think, from a locker room standpoint, you know, you never want to lose your 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 spot to injury. So you know, give give Ceh a chance if he's hundred percent. Give him a chance to start. You know, warm up the game and then bring in McKinnon where you can. And it's like, man, is you had a really deep deep roster of running backs who have proved themselves in December. And I was very, very pleased with that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tucker, let's move on to your blind nil segment. What do you got for us today? So I've been in this kick recently of, of watching touchdown celebrations, and I'm glad that the NFL decided not to flag these, right? You know, they've yes. got they've started to be a little bit more fun. All right, you can use the ball. Chad Ochocinco is always really good at, at end zone celebrations. Chad Johnson, you might know him as as well. Um, but I think if if... <laughs> If you score a touchdown, here, here's my blind note. If you score a touchdown, what would be your go-to touchdown dance? Hundred um, percent. I'm doing the um, um, weekend at Bernie's. Yep. Weekend, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, exactly. It's a, like that. And then, and then, and then, if I score two touchdowns, I'm doing the gritty. I'm doing the gritty. One hundred percent. I've been working on that like all day. So I might get on TikTok and gritty, and then weekend at Bernie's it with the gritty action. I'm jumping in the stands and taking photos with fans. <laughs> like I'm going to go and be with the people. Like that's what I would want to do. I'd have to make sure I could jump high enough to get up there. Cause that would be embarrassing. Uh, so I'd yeah, definitely be like, like spying a spot where it's not too, too tall or I could jump off of something, but it would be very similar to jumping into the stands or like the Eric Fisher beer thing. I just look for food, oh, beer, that's... drink, anything that's, uh, you know, near the edge of where I'm jumping up into the stands. He got fined for that, didn't he, Eric Fisher? Yes. Yeah, that's that's. And then I think Bud Light like sponsored him and then paid for it because like, <laughs> there's they a got on, there's like a, there was a billboard on seven. Yeah. In front it was of like four million views on that video. It's like just paying the twenty five grand. Like that's worth four million <laughs> views. Like <laughs> right, yeah. It's um, got four million dollars of publicity. Um, I just want to pop a few comments up here, uh, Benjamin. You're right. Um, it does. Um, <laughs> That's how I intended, Benjamin. Um, That's not the first time you've listened. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> First yeah. time listener, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. What I, what my thought was here is I think you got to do the belly flop into the worm, right? So you oh, just like nice. oh, belly flop and then do the worm. I think that's a good one. I did that at a wedding one time. People went crazy. Um, so I think that you got to stick with that, with the, with the continuity and man, the Nick Allegretti, just the big man spike is always a good one. I think that that's always a tried and true touchdown celebration, especially with a big boy, you know, a thick six happening. You just get a nasty spike. Oh, can't be, can't beat it really. All right. And here's another one just to throw this out there because I like the over the top, like being a smart aleck about it. You're kind of leaning into the narratives that are happening. I can't celebrate the refs are being lame about it. I don't remember who the player was and I don't even remember if it was NFL or college, but they scored a touchdown and then robotically walked over and like robotically set the football <laughs> down and then walked back. Awesome. Like do not show emotion. That like, would be just, awesome. <laughs> Yes, I'm not celebrating. Yeah, ten of ten for creativity. Yes, <laughs> something leaning into. Yes. I'm going to try to do everything I can not to do this. It's like the the, two, the three pumps, like those commercials. Like just lean into something in that way. Uh, be perfect for me. But all right, guys, my blind nil. Because next Thursday, Tucker Franklin and I are packing up a little SUV. And hopping in the road on the yeah. road, driving to Las Vegas, thirteen hundred and twenty-six miles. What for the East-West Shrine Bowl? We're going out there for the East-West Shrine Bowl and to watch the AFC title games. The Chiefs will be playing in that as well. We're gonna go out there for like eight days and get content for the draft season. Do a bunch of stuff while we're out there. Interview players. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. But Tucker and I are gonna spend about twenty hours in the car together. So my question is, what is the best road trip that you guys in a car? have ever taken where did you go who were you with and why is it the one that you're sharing and and tucker you're nodding so have you go first yeah i got it so uh my family used to take road trips a lot when we were in high school and there's there's like six of us in my family so road tripping was basically the any way the only way we could travel because if you start looking at airline prices for like six people not a chance um so we did a road trip up to new york city but stopped Pennsylvania went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. That place is awesome. Smells like chocolate everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then we went to like New York City. Uh, we pulled a camper the whole way. We went to New York City, and then we went up. Um, yeah, we went up to Niagara oh, Falls, and or we went to Cooperstown first. That was cool. Yep. We went to Cooperstown, and then we went up to Niagara Falls. On the way back, we hit Canton. So I got to see the baseball and football Hall of Fame all on that same trip, and that was probably I think the best road trip that I've taken. Yeah, that's really cool. Damn, that's cool. That's, that's, that's a good that's one. like grand. That's a grand road trip. Um, you know, I'd have to rank up there. Anytime I drove from uh, from Manhattan, Kansas, back to Dallas, six and a half hours, I'd get in the car and go like on a Thursday night and just go back home for a weekend. Um, went to South Padre, which believe this, guys, this is a bizarre stat. From Dallas to South Padre, it's 11 hour drive. Texas is big. Texas is it's huge, big. Man. It's also Dallas to El Paso is 11 hours. That's insane. I mean, crazy. it's crazy to think about. Um, uh, but I remember the, the best road trip. Well, I don't know if it's the best road trip, um, but I would say that the most interesting road trip when you look at like from like a map quest or a navigation thing was when we um, when I signed with the Saints and we moved from from Phoenix to New Orleans. It was like the weirdest GPS thing because it was like, <laughs> get on I-10 and I-10 is like 10 minutes from our house in Arizona. It was like, get on I-10 and continue for 1800 
miles to New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> it was like, it was the weirdest thing ever just to be on Whoa. one highway for the whole damn time. And it was just bizarro. It was like direction, direct I-10, a billion miles, and then exit I-10 in New Orleans to get to our apartment. It was just, it was just unique in that regard. So I'm like, okay, we're on I-10. Okay, great. And it's also the first yeah. time I had Buckies. Is that true? I, I just looked down because I had my gray sweatshirt on and I looked at it the other night. I took a picture of it. And I think you guys have both seen it. I stopped by the Bucky's outside of that, like wherever it's between 35 coming up. Denton. Kansas City. Yeah. Denton. Ooh, uh, I bought a bunch of stuff for like my kids because I was like, I can't just buy one thing. My kids are going to be like, hey, why didn't you do this? So I bought like the Bucky <laughs> pillow. It was like $35. And yeah. I looked at it the other night. It was just randomly on our couch. I looked at it and I go, why the I buy this? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why did I buy this? But oh, favorite road trip. And I, I've driven a lot. Like, I routinely would drive from Kansas City down to the Senior Bowl, which is like 14, 13 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like road trips. I don't mind driving. It's peaceful to me to get out on the road and just drive. Uh, but I went, uh, moved to Oro Valley, just outside Tucson. I lived there for a little while. But before I did that, I drove from Kansas City down to Shreveport to visit a buddy of mine who was playing independent baseball, um, Tommy, um, owns Fielder's Choice Baseball Academy down in Wichita. But he was playing independent ball in, for the uh, American Association League, the team Treeport, same team that the Kansas City Monarchs playing now and all those teams. Yeah. But drove down, spent a few days with him, and then I drove from Shreveport to uh, Tucson by myself. And so like it was just a peaceful road trip. Nick, you talked about like driving through Arizona. There's a few of those highways where you're out in the desert where you like come down a hill where you can see for like five miles yeah. and the road is like dead straight. It's about the only time I've got up to like 120 because I was like, there's nobody out here. It's a dead straight line. Like I'm going to see how fast this thing can go. And then I realized this is a horrible idea because if anything happens, like there's nobody around yeah. for a very long time. Wow. I personally like road trips uh, and I'm looking forward to this road trip with tucker we're gonna do some vlog we tucker is gonna I'm do some vlog. vlogs yes. and some different things we don't yes. know what route we're taking yet but uh yeah we're gonna does, get out there awesome. does the southern route go through el paso i haven't looked at a map at all so i didn't know that's way southern, southern i think you're going out of your way to vegas yeah you're way out of your uh, way no, you're going, you're going through the panhandle you're going 70 or you're going, you're going through the panhandle of west texas you're gonna have to liberal and you uh, cut okay. the, the top part of texas, where, of texas i don't know what the city is anybody who's listening can tell us but there's a city in the panhandle of texas where it's just like cattle farm Raton? for like somewhere and it smelled like you know what i'm talking about you drove that highway you drive and there's just like cattle on both sides of this highway for like 30 miles like it's just all cattle yeah i just want to go to el paso because Which i want to play the marty Texas. robbins song you know, oh, it's a great song. Mighty Robbins is a great story. West Texas town of El Paso. Might drive through Flagstaff, Tucker, if we're going to the Grand Canyon. We just mm. haven't figured out the weather yet. We don't know if we're going That's northern true. route, southern route. On the way back, we will go through St. George and that whole area because it's beautiful. You I want to show your young eyes a lot of the, the country. <laughs> See, this is, hey, See, this is like a true father-son trip. I, I, I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Are you going to buy him snacks, Beach? <laughs> Are you going to buy me the $35 book is for Might have to at this point. I'll make the, see if it makes the blog. And yes, Butler fam, one, it is Dalhart, Texas. Now that you say I've been there nice. several times. Uh, yes. Exactly what it is. Uh, you know, that's too bad you're not taking the Southern route because um, John Madden used to eat at this restaurant 
in Texas, in Van Horn, Texas, um, they had like a big mural of them on the Madden mm. Cruiser. And it's this great little Mexican spot, um, that Madden spot. It's in Van Horn, Texas. I bet you if you look it up, Van Horn, Texas, Mexican food, John Madden. Um, and it's a great little spot in the middle of nowhere yeah. um, in Van Horn, yeah. Texas. But yeah, it's too far south. Uh, road trip snacks, anybody? Like corn nuts and sugar-free Red Bull and beef jerky. That's what I like. Mm. It's going to be bang energy and cookie society and yes. what else we some, some, some we'll, crown beef ribs. we'll, we'll, we'll see, see what happens but we've had a few people i know matt ferris asked why we are not flying uh the flights i was going to get there a little bit early and i had six cases with me uh like in cases with all of our equipment all of our stuff and i can't fly with six cases by myself uh and it gets kind of expensive to fly all that stuff and it was just easier to drive so and i don't mind driving so Love the road trip. Again, we'll, we got about one minute left here in the show. If anybody has any questions out there, please shoot us those questions. This is a Chiefs podcast, not a road trip podcast. <laughs> yes. so, uh, anybody has any questions about the game, we'll touch on those. But again, we appreciate everybody for spending part of your Thursday afternoon with us, uh, passing some time before Sunday night at 5.30 kickoff Chiefs Bills for the de facto, what we're calling the AFC championship game. Yeah, it's a big game. Fun. I'm excited for it. It's gotten to the point kind of where I'm like, all right, I'm 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 not tired of talking about it, but I'm just ready for the game to happen. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, let's get to it. Um, we've, we've analyzed this game. It seems like from top to bottom to left to right, I'm just ready to watch this, watch the football game happen because it's going to be a really good game. These are two really good quarterbacks, um, and it doesn't get better than this, really. Yeah. 90s heavyweight championship bout. Hmm. It really is. That, what that needs is a good montage is what it needs. <laughs> it needs some a hair band and a good montage oh. for this game. And it's, it's going to be fun. I, this is the game. Like if you would have gone back to the beginning of the season and said the two teams playing the best, say they're healthy. There's no crazy injuries. Who are the best two teams in the AFC? If they're both healthy and playing well, these are those two teams. And that's why we're calling it the de facto AFC title game. So yeah. uh, you got to go out and play well. If the chiefs do not play well, or they play slow, they're going up against a team that, based on what we saw last week and how they performed against the New England Patriots, this team, they can absolutely not only beat us, but go on, win the AFC title game and win a Super Bowl. And so you want to hang another banner. If you want to put another ring on one of those fingers, then you've got to go out and beat, you know, three good teams at this point. And honestly, this might be the best team that the Chiefs have left to face in those three games overall. So, yeah, we've got that. And we've got one question here from Cole because we did not touch on this earlier and I don't want to completely ignore it. Uh, but Cole Kaler asked, do you guys think Willie's arrest will be a distraction? Um, no, I don't. And we won't, we don't get all the details, but based on what we see, this is a non-story. Um, yep. That's not saying there's a Chiefs fan saying that as somebody who's gotten frustrated um, and broke something before and it wasn't headline news, but I'm also <laughs> not a Chiefs player. So wouldn't be headline news, but to me, this is a non-story um, outside of the fact that Coach Reed and a bunch of players are probably going to have to answer questions about it uh, during media, which is annoying for them because it's not their responsibility to answer something personal like this for another player. But no, I don't think it's going to distract anything. The only thing it could distract is pissing off if people make a bunch of comments about how it's going to distract them and then the team uses it to be like, you know what, we're just going to worry about what we do on the field. Yeah. I, didn't, well I wasn't even I wasn't even phased by the news when I saw when I saw the headline it was said misdemeanor I was like oh and then I saw the statement I was like no oh, it's still not even that big of a deal so yep yeah 
that's all we have to say about yep. that. <laughs> all right. Do we Nick, hey, do we eat wings? Final thoughts. Can, can we? What do we call wings this week? Oh, buffalo. Yeah, that's a good point. I am. You know what? I'm not going to eat wings. I wasn't doing it before, but now you said that. I'm boycotting wings because because the Buffalo <laughs> grocery store boycotted Kraft's KC Masterpiece <laughs> barbecue <laughs> sauce as some sort of slight to Kansas City. <laughs> no one in England. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No I, I wings. Mean, we're going to call them hot wings. Hot wings. Need some wings. Probably. Okay. I'm not going to eat wings. I haven't eaten wings since. <laughs> well, hey, the Chiefs started playing good after I started eating all those wings. When I stopped. So. That is, You're yeah, welcome. In fact, and do your part. honestly, for anybody who's listening, who's a subscriber, if you haven't gone into the Discord, there's a Google Forms link. We're going to have a special oh, yeah. private party for just a handful of our paid yearly subscribers who want to come to the Kingdom Bar and Grill and hang out with us on Sunday night. Make sure you get in there. There's only limited amount of space. Uh, there's no The bar is not open in that kind of way, but we all, all are going to hang out there. We're going to order some pizzas so everybody's got food. There's no alcohol, nothing like that. But if you want to come and hang out, with Kent Tucker and myself, Nick, uh, we may have some other special guests. Um, Got to confirm those before we promote them. But Nick, you're always busy. I know you're always busy on I, game day. I actually <laughs> have a, my, my kid is a seven 30 indoor game that night. <sighs> they didn't move it. They didn't cancel it. They didn't, I don't know. I rude. Don't schedule it. Ridiculous. That's rude. Crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you're listening out there and you're one of our subscribers, get into the discord and subscribe. And sign up. I think there might be a couple of spots left. They just put it in there yesterday. I haven't gotten an update yet today. But uh, if you want to come hang out with us for that game, Kingdom Bar Grill is going to be awesome. Should be open in the next couple of weeks. A lot of that's outside our hands. There's health inspection, all that kind of stuff going on. So can't put a date on it yet. Uh, but hopefully as soon as possible, it's a Chiefs bar. Chiefs are playing. Um, kind of want to be open for the season. So doing the best they can. But we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Before we let it go, final thoughts. Nick, what do you got to, to take us home? Go Chiefs. Have a good one. Be safe. Tucker, what do you got to take us home? I just saw a, uh, a question here from Angry Drunken German. What's the word on Clyde edwards Full participant today. Uh, so I think that he should be good to go. And it looks like that both of these teams are going to be healthy, as healthy as they're going to get. So it's going to be an exciting game this week. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell all your friends about what we got going on at KC Sports Network. A lot of cool stuff we're going to be announcing over the next couple of months as we go into the offseason, expanding our coverage in a lot of different ways. Again, we'll have all that information for you soon as we continue to work through that. But thank you for tuning in to this episode of Outside the Trenches on KC Sports Network. We will see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.